0: Couldn't let him go without telling him. I was like, hey man, I, I just wanted to tell you I'm actually that guy who runs the PGA Memes page. And he, he looks, he's like, I, I, I figured, you know, and he goes, tell your mom I said hi. What's going on everybody? Welcome to the Shank Happens podcast uh, with PGA Memes. I'm Travis Miller, AKA PGA Memes. I'm joined with my boy, Joe. Uh, this pod is brought to you by Mizzen and Maine. Our friends at Mizzen and Maine are awesome. If you guys haven't checked out their gear, better hop on their website and check it out. I've been rocking their uh, dress shirts through quarantine with sweatpants. It's uh, its phenomenal. Joe, how are you hanging in there during this quarantine?
1: man i'm doing good i got my mizzen in maine rocking and feeling super comfortable over here uh enjoying myself trying to get out and take some walks dying to get out and take a walk around the golf course but uh you know got to be smart got to be, be be safe and you know this is this is a good uh a good practice for us to hop into to at least have some fun uh and talk about some cool stuff uh in the midst of everything
0: yeah i'm anxious to uh get out on the course as well i uh you know, my game wasn't in the best of uh, best places before all this happened. I'm sure it's going to be even worse. So I'm excited to, and looking forward to that for sure.
1: Hey, I, you know, it, maybe you're going to come out of this and you're going to be swinging like Tiger Woods. You never, you know, sometimes that's how it goes. You get in quarantine, you take some time off and you come out there and it's just birdie after birdie.
0: You know, I wouldn't say quite Tiger Woods level, but I have heard a lot of people say, Hey, I haven't played. I'm haven't touched a stick in a long time and I'm playing great. So I'm hoping Maybe that happens for me, and you know, hope it happens for
1: you too. We'll see. Hey, that, listen, I'm as average as they come, and I'm okay with it. But you know, I'll be excited to get out and have some fun when it's time.
0: Yeah, for sure. So we've been talking about doing this podcast for a minute now. Really excited to get this this thing fired up. I think we've we got a really good you know strategy around it and so forth, and hopefully our audience will really enjoy the podcast as well as we try to do some fun things. I guess for this episode, you and I talked you know, offline as we launched this thing and kind of talked, Hey, why not, why don't we go through the backstory of PJ memes, if you will, and kind of give everybody an understanding of how this whole thing got going and where we're at now.
1: To me, you know, the whole thing's crazy. We've obviously knew, known each other for a while. We've taken some golf trips together. We've been to some tournaments together and, you know, kind of, kind of hung around the golf space and I'm very familiar with the work obviously, but uh, I guess I've never really come to understand the whole story, and I feel like I feel like you probably have a lot of, of crazy stories to share that have come a re- as a result of this. So I'm going to be kind of plugging in and asking away a on some of that today, if you're cool with it.
0: Yeah, let's just let's jump into it. I mean, I've gone through and done this on several podcasts in the past, and you know, had an interview with Golf Digest and a few folks, but I think it'd be fun to dive into this a little further, and I don't know, just have some fun. Let's bring some fun stories to light for people to that maybe haven't heard it and. We'll talk a little bit about what's going on with PJ Memes and kind of our future uh, ideas and strategies, if you will.
1: I think that's a, I think that's a win. And, and so, like you know, for me, I'm sitting here and I'm like, dude, I love the content. It always makes me laugh. You know, sometimes we get a little edgy. You know, enter that gray area, but at the same time, you know, it's it's always there for the enjoyment and entertainment of the average golf fan, which I consider myself to be. So, you know, one of the things that I'm wondering is like, how does this come to be? Like, where does the idea for PGA memes come from? And how do you, how do you go about building something like this?
0: I wish it was a little bit more of like a dazzling story, if you will. But I was uh, sitting on my couch. I think I was just watching. I don't know what tournament it was. It was in January. It was one of the Hawaii ones, I think. And I, I love meme pages. I always just dial into meme pages when I'm zoning out and find so much humor in them because they relate to like my normal life and relationships or, you know, work or just, just whatever it may be. Right. And yeah, I just find myself like laughing at my phone sometimes when people are like, what are you laughing at? And, you know, I've seen memes obviously in the golf space in the past before PGA memes, but it kind of clicked where I was like, man, no one really has a meme dedicated page. And not only that, but no one's really challenging like the players and the tour and you know the manufacturers and just all the things that are out there in the golf space that you know there's funny stories that happen within golf I just think golf has this you know perception of being stuffy and elitist and you know you can't really challenge and say some of the things that you want to that you're thinking maybe but for me the way I know golf I'm your everyday hack that's out there on the golf course when I'm out there with my friends we're gambling you know, we're talking shit to each other we're having, we're having a good time. Right. And I'm like, Hey, well, why can't I be myself and bring that to the internet, but challenge players in certain situations and, you know, bring the, the everyday hack together, which is obviously the greater good of, you know, the golf audience that's out there. Uh, very few of us are scratch players or tour players. So I went to Instagram and I typed in PGA names to see if it was available. And it was. And I was just floored. I mean, it probably took me like five minutes just to like, wow, I cannot believe that username is free and available. What
1: year was this? How, how? What? It
0: was 2018. So it's been two years now.
1: By the time of 2018, there's all these meme pages and no one has come up with the idea for PGA memes.
0: No, I mean, I was shocked. And, you know, a lot of people have asked me, hey, did you buy that username or, you know, do you, do you know someone who had it? No, it was just. There it was available and fortunate for me because I mean, we could talk about this, you know, as we go, but having a good username like that without underscores or periods and, and so forth really help with growth. I mean, people see a username like PGA memes and when you have a following or you have you know, a sizable following or you have celebrities or pro athletes that follow you you're going to get a bigger audience outside of content and stuff like that. I have that as an advantage to grow my page for sure.
1: Were you already a master meme builder? Did you know like, okay, I've got this. You must have an incredible sense of humor to be able to like dig into some of the storylines and create the content you do. Cause we obviously see these stories, but coming up with, with the creativity of it is, is what always amazes me. I mean, what, what does that look like? I mean, you see something, you, cre- you come up with something creative and I guess, you did you already know how to create the meme and, and put it all together to distribute it or, or what was that?
0: Well, first of all, I'm going to go back to that. If if I ever, ever get business cards made, I'm for sure going to put master meme creator on it. That was great. <laughs> I, I love the sound of that. I think, I mean, you used to tell your parents what you do or whatever, like, yeah, I'm a master meme creator. I never really made memes before, but I was familiar with them in the golf space because I also run a page called lot and I started that uh, well before PGA memes. And you know, I posted some memes every now and then that other people had made. I, I really wasn't making original content, but for me now, like I have probably like 15 different apps on my phone that help me create good memes or edit pictures or Photoshop stuff on the go because I don't do this at a computer. I just do this pretty much. 99% from my phone.
1: So you you just went and found software or and, and figured out how to start building this yourself as you went?
0: Trial and error. I mean, obviously there's there's tons of apps that are out there. You know, not all of them, even though some are rated high and others use them, like they might not be for you. Just I've tried so many different apps that are out there. And there's a lot of other like meme pages or content creators that share with their audience apps they use and so forth. And anyone who's ever asked me like, well, Hey, what do you use for this? I've never shied away from telling people. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's all out there. It's not like it's proprietary to me or anything. Um, If anyone wants to grow their page or do whatever, I'd love to be a part of that and help them out. But for me, it's just trial and error and and just going at it. But I mean, there's, there's still a few things that I have a difficult time doing. And so I'm still learning as I go. And that's, what's fun about it is I, I love kind of, content creation and marketing, I like humor and parody. So all this is like, it's kind of become somewhat of like a little passion project for me. And it's just grown so rapidly, which is you get that, that uh, instant gratification from the audience and from the golf world. You know, you put yourself out there and you're trying to be funny and you're waiting to see how the world reacts to it. And, you know, so far it's, it's gone really well. And that was kind of funny in the, in the beginning was to see, all right, I wasn't really doing it the way that I wanted to do this the first couple of months. And so I kind of went back and deleted everything that I did. And I kind of fired it back up around the masters in 2018. And I like to try to do as much original content because I think that's what's helped this page grow so much is they're not seeing the same thing over and over again when it comes from PGA memes. Uh, it's kind of a fresh idea it's different. And, you know, it might get shared a lot from other people's pages, but I'm not sitting here just taking the best from other people and sharing it constantly. But yeah, I kind of restarted over and kind of just said, hey, I'm gonna be me. I'm gonna go at people hard if I need to. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a little edginess in my humor and we'll see what happens. And there was just a few posts that took off and, you know, caused a shit storm, if you will, in the comments and got a couple people not too happy with me, but it, you know, it ended up kind of it working out great, and my page literally grew from, I want to say like in April of eighteen, going into May, I grew like twenty five thousand followers really quickly, and that's pretty, that's pretty crazy for a small page starting out. So we had instant success, and then from there it just kind of kept going, snowballed out of control.
1: So first of all, hiss a lot. Like I want to touch on that. Uh, you ran hiss a lot. Shout out to Golden Tate, by the way. Golden Tate, the ultimate Hissalot ambassador, always scaring his wife. It's phenomenal. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go check out Hissalot. I love it. Um, always good for a laugh. But but so you had some understanding of, of running a social media page. And then when you when you restarted around Masters of 2018, you grew 25000 Like, was there a defining moment when you were like, man – this thing is going to take off or was there a meme that was like, this is it. Like, this is the meme that made me when you look back and think about it.
0: Yeah. I had an understanding of social media. It was, it wasn't an easy start for me with his slot, but those videos were just so funny. I mean, people love to see people scared and, and running around and stuff. And like, you know, like you mentioned the guys like golden Tate, I have a friend named Brian Cooper's on the Senior Tour. I mean, he's he's pranked countless people. He pranked Brock, Brock Osweiler for me at one at one charity, event, and it went viral. Like, it was all over Bleacher Report and Barstool and ESPN, and so that page blew up pretty quick. It got up to, it's now at about sixty thousand followers, so it's not as big as PGA memes, but that's a, that's still a pretty big page. And for me, it was I kind of I love doing it, but it was just like man, it's the same thing every time. I mean, you always wait to see that great video that comes in. Like Darren Williams is another big hiss lot you know, guy has one in his bag and he got Tony Romo a couple of months ago at Merido and it was a phenomenal video. Uh, so you always love to see that stuff. But to me, I was like, man, there's so much more to be done, right? So let's, let's step it up. Let's start this meme page and see what we can do. And I guess to answer your question, when um, the post that really kind of just got tons of fire and just went nuts was of you know, started with Patrick Reed, of course. Backstory on Patrick Reed, though, is I have been around him once, it wasn't the best of situations, you know, it could have been nicer, but it is what it is. I take that stuff with a grain of salt, you know, that you might have had a bad day, and a lot of people don't really respect that or understand that. So, I try to take that and and, and you know, take it with a grain of salt, if you will. Uh, I was at Hazel, it was I was in Hazel team for the Ryder Cup in 2016. And I was just like with everybody else. I'm like, man, Patrick Reed, Captain America, this guy's on fire. I actually got to see him hold it out from the fairway when he was paired with Spieth. I was wearing my, you know, red, white, and blue socks. I was, you know, I was fired up. And by the way, if you haven't been to a Ryder Cup, like you've got to go because it's like it's going to like a football game, but golf. It was so cool.
1: Oh, the most the most wild and intense football game you've ever been to. I mean, there's there's nothing like it.
0: Yeah, I mean that year it was the year that Danny Willett had won the Masters and his brother was talking so much smack to Americans. And I mean, I felt bad for Danny because every t box, everyone was just screaming at him. And, you know, it wasn't like this USGA regulated event where, you know, everyone had to be quiet. And it was, it was seriously like, it was like a scene of Happy Gilmore. It was crazy. My point is, is I was, you know, kind of a Patrick Reed guy. I mean, not a big Patrick Reed fan, but I, you know, respected and really loved the way he played. And I was a fan of him through these team events. And then the Masters. Right, and I'm 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 a huge Ricky Fowler fan. I've always like been a Puma Cobra guy. I worked with them, and but even before that, I just I've always really liked Ricky's demeanor. I think he's a good guy. I always liked how he stood
1: out with what he wore and the long hair and stuff. He was just different, right? The Ricky is the definition of excellence on the PGA Tour. I mean, it's just I've never met a nicer more engaging person I've got nothing but great things to say I'm with you on that
0: yeah I mean the guy's just awesome so you know the one thing he hasn't really accomplished at this point is obviously winning a major and he was he was right there obviously and was it 2014 when he was top five and and all four majors yeah he had the this this 2018 um masters where you know he's right there he has a sunday charge and honestly it's his. It's his green jacket. If that 17th flag pull didn't save Patrick Reed's life, I mean, Ch- Patrick hit a terrible chip shot. It hits the flag, saves his life. He gets up and down, and he goes on to win by one stroke. And honestly, I think if that went extra holes, Ricky's probably winning that that tournament. And I just think, like, for me, and this is how I felt, right? I'm sitting there watching the Masters, and it's not that I'm like mad at Patrick Reed, and it's not that I'm like, you know upset that he won. It's just like, I really wanted Ricky to win. And it was just like, when it was all over, I was just like the, the climax of the master's week and the buildup of Sunday. And then it was just like, ugh, Patrick Reed just won, you know? And like, there was no excitement and you kind of got that energy from the broadcast. You kind of got that energy from, you know, the patrons on 18 and, and all this stuff. And so I just started firing off memes. Like, you know, I had to, one was Patrick Reed. This was like the next day, obviously when he did his his tour up in New York city where he's on top of the Empire state building, taking a selfie and he's by himself. And I just, I wrote a meme that said live look at Patrick Reed, you know, celebrating with all his friends and his family. And I just thought it was great because obviously he's got a history of, you know, issues with his family and the fallout there. And, you know, not, not many people are big Patrick Reed fans. And so, you know, Poking fun at that was a little on edge and I don't think a lot of people would say that publicly. And so it got a lot of eyeballs, a lot of attention, a lot of hate, you know, people were, well, he won a green jacket. How many do you have? And people liked that post. I mean, between that and there was another one where this, this kid won the spelling bee and when, when he won the spelling bee, all the confetti and everything fell out of the ceiling and, you know, he's supposed to be happy and celebrating. And he sits there just stone cold, doesn't even make a smile on his face. And I just, I made another joke about that being kind of the reaction of all the patrons at, on 18 after Patrick Reed won. And I mean, honestly, between those two memes, I, like I said, I grew almost over 20,000 followers in a couple days and you know, the rest was history. And at, at that moment I kind of knew like, Hey, it's okay to poke fun, shed light on some of the things that I think, you know, are, are funny and edgy, but, you know, probably don't step over that line too much, you know, keep it fresh, keep it original. And that's kind of the motto that I followed since then.
1: Well, what a, what a wild ride and what a wild beginning. I mean, things just kind of came together for just really cool. So, so clearly, I mean, you got to, you, you had the masters. Have you been to the masters since creating this? Is that, have you ever, were you there when Patrick won or was this all from afar?
0: No, that was, so I've been to 2015 masters, uh, Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I had an incredible experience there. My good friend is Ashton Casper. He's Billy Casper's grandson. And so that was unfortunately the year that Billy passed away. Um, And we didn't get to go with Billy, but he still had all the, the credentials for friends and family. And so when I went, I didn't really know what I was getting, but I had VIP everything. I was in the clubhouse. I got to meet all the players. I was under the oak tree. I went to the media center I mean, I, I soaked it in, don't get me wrong, it was the most incredible experience, but looking back now, if I were to get that today, I would be a kid in a candy store. I mean, I you know, it was just, it was such a good experience, but I did I get, did get the chance to go last year when Tiger won, and I was just there for the pe- practice rounds, but just still such a great experience. I mean, anytime you can go to Augusta, you gotta go. I, mean, oh, I know yeah. you've been doing a handful as well yourself i mean it's just such a great place to go
1: this would have been my 10th year in a row actually uh this you know and it will be Uh, shout out to november super excited to to get back down there but uh there's just there's nothing like it and that's that's one of the things you know last year absolutely unbelievable scene just the the history and the magic recreated was was just such a special thing to see and and that's what i think like you know in thinking through this page like getting to go to the masters and all that, I guess you went before 2015, but the page has to have brought you some really cool experiences. I mean, since getting into golf, you know, working in the industry, I know, you know, I've seen content on your page from different things that you've gotten to be a part of. Like, are there some experiences that you just take a look back and I'm like, man, this page has brought me, some of the most epic things i could have asked for in golf like do you have any experiences like that or do you sometimes just look back and be like what just happened
0: his a lot did to some degree but pga memes is it's just been crazy i mean so the 2019 masters i was able to go and you're not naming names by any but i can't name any names but i was able to go from a former masters champ that gave me the passes to go which was awesome
1: that's got to be amazing
0: yeah and then like you know just the fact that i have this like direct line to talk to some of these tour pros and even just like athletes from other sports that I grew up admiring. Like I got to play golf with Darren Williams here in Dallas. Um, I spent some time in Utah growing up, looked up to Darren when he was at the jazz. Um, So like just to like walk the fairways with Darren and like have this in common and have him like enjoy the, the content I put out. was like, this is crazy. Just like experiences like that. And this year, starting the year, I got hired to go out and work a European tour event in Abu Dhabi, which was really the the coolest experience to this point because when they they had me going there, it wasn't just like your typical influencer deal. We're like, Hey, go post some stuff and let the world know that you're here and that our tournament's fun. They were like, listen, we're giving you all access um, to the event in the media center. We want you to have, you know, 30 minutes with each of these players uh, that are coming over from America that we're highlighting. And, you know, Brooks Kepka Bryson DeChambeau, Patrick Cantley And at the time, Brooks was number one in the world. So it's like, wow, this is awesome.
1: If I, if I remember correctly, too, that I, that was right around the time where there was some kind of disagreement in workout ability or something between Brooks and Bryson. Am I, am I off there? <laughs> the abs? Yes, the abs, the six-pack.
0: Yeah, so it was funny because that happened on Monday night. And I, I had interviewed all of them on, or maybe it happened Tuesday, but anyways, I interviewed them the, that day. And then that happened that night. Bryson's doing his live feed and says that. And I, of course, I get so many things sent to me like, hey, you got a meme about this or, hey, did you see this? And, you know, I can't be on my phone 24 seven and, and, and I don't follow every single shot that's going on. So it's helpful that people send me some, some info, but that just got flooded with the Bryson stuff. And I'm like, Oh man, I'm like, I can't believe he said that, but he said it like here where they're both together. And so like going back the next day, it was really interesting. Like I wasn't with them together that next day, but just with each of them, it was definitely like a huge topic. And so funny, like uh Brooks's caddy was the one that came up with the idea of posting the the four uh, major trophies and just such a great comeback, man, just to put the exclamation point on it. Everyone was just laughing and dying over that while we were over there, but just those guys were so cool. And like, they all obviously knew the page, didn't really know who was behind it, but they were super, you know, gracious to let me sit down and talk to them and ask, ask some fun questions and got to walk inside the ropes with Bryson during a
1: practice round. Oh, that's gotta be an awesome experience.
0: Yeah. I mean, listen, him and his caddy man they go through a ton of stuff i mean that guy definitely is dialed in on his numbers and you know he went through a big transformation this off season he gained a ton of weight a lot of muscle
1: i'm doing the i'm doing half of that in quarantine <laughs> yeah
0: I, I actually i actually commented that on one of his things i was like man i've, I've gained 27 pounds of fat during quarantine man i've got you <laughs> dude he he was big like he'd swollen up quite a bit um but he was flying the ball, man. I I think his first swing out on the range after like flying from Dallas, we were on the same flight. He flew at 347. I mean, the guy's just crushing the ball, but he's a straight hitter. Uh, He's always been a fairly straight hitter, but like he, he's just kind of getting used to like, Hey, where's the ball going to go? You know? So it was the beginning of the season. And so he, you know, he was just getting acclimated with all the changes and stuff, but they had their, you know, Flight scope or pro i don't know which, which technology he was using, but they were all over every shot of the practice round and you know, it's really interesting to see all the stuff that goes through it. He's obviously very
1: analytical. I mean, 347, that's sometimes three shots for you. I've been on the golf course with you. That, that's true, man. I
0: think, I, I think I've hit one downwind, downhill, off a car path, and still fell short of
1: 347. So. <laughs> Absolutely unbelievable, man. He, well, he, Bry, Bryson's the man. I mean, he's an absolute beast. It's phenomenal to see that the time and effort that he puts into figuring out his game. It's just, you know, I don't know that I've ever seen anything like this
0: yeah i mean he he takes a lot of heat obviously because he's he's doing a lot of things different um you know he can come off kind of you know geeky sometimes with some of the stuff he says and but you know when you're up close with him and you see him going through it the guy's just he's just trying to become the best he can be you know and obviously he's done really well he's won like what five times on the pga tour he won over in dubai last year but like he's super gracious. Like, you know, when you walk, walk with them, he's willing to answer any question. He's just so down to earth. So it was really cool to see that up close and personal Brooks. Same thing, man. I, I got to follow him in the featured group on Thursday inside the ropes It was him, the prior champ, Shane Lowry and, uh, Tommy Fleetwood. And I'm like right there. And that's the thing that was so crazy about the European tour is like, I'm literally like shoulder to shoulder with Brooks on this t box. And he's coming off like four birdies in a row. And I'm just thinking he's going to be kind of like, you know, the Tiger Woods or the Michael Jordan where you're, you know, you're not talking to anybody. You're just kind of stone cold looking down the fairway. And he's like, starts shooting the shit with me. Like, Hey man, how long are you over here for? Are you going to go to Dubai after this? Um, During the round? Oh yeah. He's like, are you going to stick around for Saudi Arabia? You know, and I'm, like, I'm like, Oh no, I'm going to go home Saturday. I've got to get back. Um, I go, when's your girl coming out? Cause I don't think Jenna was out there. He's like, Oh, she's going to come out, um, like Monday and we're going to kick it in Dubai for a little bit with Claude. Claude Harmon was out there. He's like, and then we're going to Saudi Arabia. And so we're just like BSing. And I'm like, dude, this guy, like he, he's just chill. Like, it's just like, he's playing around with with the boys.
1: You have exactly what every single PGA tour fan, European tour fan wants. And that's the insight as to what those conversations actually look like inside the ropes.
0: It was cool to see because you I mean you had players. That, I mean, a lot of them I didn't know who they were, and like even just catching them in a practice round, they were pretty serious and pretty into what they were doing. And you got to respect that. It's their place to work. They're playing for a lot of money. They're playing for status, so you don't want to like com- come down on a guy for not wanting to do kind of a fun, playful interview with a meme page or you know whatever. But. I was, everyone was really just down to earth and you know, it's just, listen, you're playing golf, you're playing it professionally, you're living the dream. You know, there's so many people in this world who want to do what you're doing. And so it was good to see a lot of these guys just genuinely loving what they do and loving the company around them. So it was, it was cool, man. I, when I left that, that trip and that tournament, I had a newfound respect.
1: That's awesome man that's really cool. Uh any it, it, I mean you say you had a lot of respect for a lot of different people any inter- interesting interactions with any of the guys that you were doing content with anything that was a little bit more unique uh than just you know the normal hey we're going to get out do some interviews some fun little content you know H- what did it kind of look like in interacting with other players
0: I, I knew going in like Cantley and Brooks and Bryson were going to be the, the key interviews and stuff, but you know, I got the players list and I was like, dude, Ian Poulter, Lee Westwood, Sergio Garcia. I'm like, Oh, "I, I go hard at all three of those guys. I was like, you know, Ian and Ian and Sergio have never like acknowledged me before. But, you know, these this is a small sport. Like, they've seen this stuff. Oh, they like, definitely they're...
1: have seen And if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure Lee Westwood probably gave you the greatest burn in the history of PGA meets page.
0: No, he did. And honestly, that was the one where I was most nervous about because IMG works really closely with this event. He's an IMG player. And I didn't want to, like, I don't, I don't know. I didn't want to, like, make them look bad. I didn't want to, like, you know, I wanted to be there and, and represent everybody well. Um, cause I'm not trying to do this on purpose to like hurt anybody, hurt anyone's feelings. Like, it's just, it's just trying to be co- uh, comedic and so forth. And so we, we reached out to Lee's agent during the early part of the week, just to see if like he'd be okay with kind of a, a sit down. And it was just ghosts. Like we didn't, we didn't hear anything. Crickets. Wednesday, we parked up at one of the holes on the back nine and all the players were just coming through one of the guys on the camera crew working with me would just kind of go up to the players and like Sergio, Hey, Mr. Garcia, do you have a few minutes to answer some questions for our social media team? We're doing some kind of fun stuff. This tournament's kind of known for doing some cool content.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, so, you know, they were all cool. They kind of knew what they were doing. Um, A lot of them, you know, some of them are paid to be there. You can do that in the European tour. So like they're obligated. Um, Sergio is just awesome. Um, such a great guy. I don't really know if he knew really who it was me or whatnot, but I actually drove him up to his ball on the fairway. Uh, got to talk to him a little more. He's actually lives here in Texas. He has a house in Austin. So it was cool to talk to him about Texas a little bit. Um, but when Lee was making his way, I was, I was like, man, do we just skip him? Cause we never heard back from him. Like, I, I don't know. Like he came at me pretty hard. So like what you said, I made that a meme about Lee where I had a picture of Luke Donald and Lee Westwood playing golf and laughing and I photoshopped Tiger Woods kind of peeking up over a bunker and I said wow 15 major championships in one picture <laughs> and, I, and I just like dude that's so funny because I mean obviously those two were world number one for so long and have never won a major and that's a really sore subject for, for Lee and oh, I've heard that sure. from other players are close to him that are like yeah dude that's a pretty sore subject and obviously it was he commented back pretty quick and said, real funny coming from a bloke that lives in his mom's basement and has a tiny penis. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was just like, Wow. I didn't remember the entire comment, but I did remember the mom's basement. And I was like, I just remember looking at that and being just thinking to myself, Lee Westwood is now my hero. Like that's that in and of itself is a major championship victory. I mean it, oh, for sure. <laughs> it's so good.
0: I mean and it was funny because like some of the comments just went nuts. Like people were like, "Oh, PGA memes, take that, you suck!" Oh, <laughs> or like then the people are starting attacking Lee, like, "Oh, we'll win a major and then talk." You know, and it's like for me, I'm a fan. Like I like Lee Westwood. I think he's a great dude. He's a great player, and you know, great golfer, right? Oh yeah. But it's just the obvious. It's like it's like making a meme about Dan Marino. He's never won a Super Bowl, but he's like one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. So it's just different how golf works, right? It's just such a personal sport. People get their panties in a wad so quickly. But, uh, you know, I made a few more memes about him over the last, you know, year or so, 18 months. And it was really funny because he commented on one of the other memes later and just shortened it down. just said, how's your mom doing? You know, and it's funny that he acknowledged it again, but he did it more in a probably professional manner this time. Right. And then, so he comes around, we're like, dude, just let's ask him. So he says yes, and I take my spot, and he's on his spot.
1: Does he know who you are at this point?
0: Not that I'm aware of. I, I, I'm just thinking in my head, though, I'm like, does he know this is PGA Memes? Does he know what's going on? I'm like, like this is awkward, but I had my questions and the things we were doing, so I just went through them, and he was awesome. And he, he was answering all the questions great. We had a good chemistry. No
1: I mean, just awesome guy.
0: Yeah. And that's what everyone was saying to me throughout the week. Like, oh, he's just such a great guy. He'll, he'll do it. And one of the questions was, Hey, would you rather win five events this year or one major? You know, and he looks at me with like these glazed eyes and he's like, you know, the answer to that. I want to win that major. And I was like, yeah, of course you do. I'm like, does does it matter which one? He goes, hell no. I just want to get one of them, you know? And I'm like, all right, man. I'm like, I hope you do. And it kind of ended shortly after that. And I, I, couldn't let him go without telling him. I was like, hey, man, I, I just wanted to tell you, I'm actually that guy who runs the PGA memes page. And he, he looks, he's like, I, I figured, you know, and he goes, tell your mom I said hi. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. He was just, he was hilarious, dude. So I, I, we got it all on video. I posted it on my page and he actually reposted it on his story. So it was pretty cool
1: that's so cool i mean what a great guy and and it, correct me if i'm wrong but uh he went on to do pretty well that week
0: he actually uh hoisted the trophy that sunday so i what i'm gonna put tournament. it out
1: there yeah i'm gonna
0: put it out there to his team you know if if he needs me to to be around for him on any of these majors that are still going this year i'd be gladly there maybe i don't know maybe play the par three with him or something uh at, at Augusta in November, Are you
1: gonna, you're going to caddy at Augusta for Lee Westwood.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, I think if I think it's fair to say that if I caddied for him in the par three, he's got better chance of winning. Uh, I think he should at this you're point in like his career. He should at least, yeah, at this point in his career, he should at least just go with that, you know, that theory and just test it out, right? There
1: you have Lee Westwood takes PGA memes uh, to caddy on the par three and becomes the first ever champion to win both the par three and the masters. That's your prediction for the year.
0: That would be, that is, well, that's what I'm going to try to do, but if he accepts it, that's what's going to happen for sure.
1: Okay. Well, book it. I, I hope he's listening. Uh, we'll, we'll make sure to repost this <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and maybe you can bring your mom along as well.
0: Absolutely. I'll bring some famous meatloaf, man. It'll be amazing.
1: <laughs> now here's, here's what's interesting to me about that, right? Like that whole, exchange one we obviously know lee westwood is just an incredible guy um got nothing but love for him and and the way that he interacted is that of a champion i mean just super cool um but but one of the things that's interesting to me about that is you know it kind of gives this unique perspective of once lee came to meet you you know he was able to see hey this is this is a guy who who comes to the table and he provides fun and entertainment and joy in a different way of golf, uh, within within golf. Um, and, and as I think through that, I mean, sometimes you definitely have some memes that kind of cross a line or push into that gray area. There's no doubt about it. Your content can kind of You know, sever a nerve uh, for certain people, but at the end of the day, I mean, the overall goal is not to be harmful or abusive. It's it's to bring a community of people together to laugh together and to be able to feel like, hey, you know, there are funny things that happen. We should be able to laugh at ourselves the same way that you were able to laugh at yourself when Lee came back at you with that great comment that he did.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's that's what it's all about. I mean, I I have crossed the line a couple of times that I wish I could have maybe not put something out there done a little differently, but you you live and you learn with a lot of things that you do. The problem that I have is, you know, I I have a platform now that's surpassed a half a million people and, you know, these things get shared quite a bit. And, you know, like I said earlier, the golf space is generally small in in comparison to like the NFL, NBA, uh, you know, other, other professional sports. And so these players see this stuff. They're more active on social media. You've only got a handful of players that, Probably don't even access their social media page I mean there's some of these guys who have someone help run it for them and whatnot, but they still log in and they still look at stuff uh you know there's not very many of those guys in golf, so you you definitely strike some nerves um you know we we know all all about one of the guys that I've kind of gone hard at um you know in the past, and it's just the way I look at it is this is you know in golf it's so different than like football like if the, if I was making football memes. I'd be posting memes about the Cleveland Browns struggling year after year and not getting any better, or making dumb mistakes in the draft or, you know, hiring the wrong coach or, you know, it's, it's easy to, to poke fun at some of that stuff and even their fans just become numb to it over time. Well, in golf, there aren't that many people who just consistently play bad and miss cuts over and over and over again that are at the tour level or who had like really household name recognition and you know smiley got to that point where he won on tour early and
1: i was gonna say i i see where
0: you're going with this yeah and he surrounded himself around the likes of jt and ricky and spieth when they were all playing great and winning majors and big tournaments and and it just kind of fell. it all went downhill after sbk2 uh was it sb2k17 so string break yeah i mean so yeah i've probably burned that i've probably you know burn that meme out more than I need to. But the problem is, is there just hasn't been that many people who have can be at the butt of those jokes besides smiley. Like it's even like Bowditch is, you know, not really on the tour anymore. I don't think he's playing at least that I'm aware of.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't actually know.
0: Those are, they're funny jokes and you're a professional athlete. You sign up to get the praise. If you do well, you also sign up for the ridicule. If you play bad, you know, and it's, you just got to make sure that you don't take it personally. Uh, you don't, I don't take it too far on the personal level and just keep it about the sport.
1: Right. And, and see to that point, like, I I think, I I think I know you well enough to be able to speak to this, but, but I would imagine that you would say at the end of the day, both of us, especially, you know, uh, I, I've, I've had some interaction with smiley here and there. And, and I think wonderful guy and a guy that, that, I certainly cheer for and, and hope to see do well. And I think the same for you. I would imagine that you hope to see him be successful. You're not actively rooting against him to, to be able to create pages. You want these guys to be able to to do well. And you want at the end of the day, you're a fan first and you're rooting for everyone who's out there.
0: Yeah, no, of course. I mean, listen, I, I don't, I don't want to sit there and ever root against someone. I mean, I, I don't I, I don't think a lot of players say that as well. But with Smiley, of course, I want him to, to rebound and play well. I think it would be a great story for sports just to see him come back from, you know, injuries and just this mental game that he's going through and so forth. I, I mean, I hate that, you know, it might not come to that. I don't know what, what, he, what he has left in terms of exemptions and, and spots and stuff. But at the end of the day, you know, when he made the cut last year at the Rocket Mortgage Classic, I mean, I made two or three memes really back to back to back, kind of showing excitement about Smiley. Calling yourself out, right? Yeah. And one of them was making fun of me, you know, like he was peeking over a bunker saying, Hey, I just shot a 65. Where are you at, bitch? You know, and like, <laughs> I mean, to me, it's like, that's great. You know, and I'd love if Smiley snap back at me like that in a public way because I think that the golf, uh, uh, golf world, On social media, at least, would see that as like, hey, this guy has got some balls. Like he's he's going through some stuff, but he's not going to stand for it, you know. And he's got a good sense of humor and so forth. But you know, unfortunately, he's just kind of he's he's had to put his head down and just get through this, which I think is probably
1: the best path to go.
0: Yeah. But I'd love to bury the hatchet. I'd love to see him hoist another trophy and, and do well and be successful. I mean, I definitely be rooting for the guy.
1: I don't know that this would ever happen, but let's say we could, we could put something together where, where you were able to raise money for charity and give back. Would you go out on a golf course and just absolutely let smiley spank your behind and around the golf? I would seriously
0: go hire a coach. And I would seriously try to get as good as I can for the man. And I would I'd bring my A game. I would, try to, I would try to play as good as I could, but we, we both know that he would still destroy me.
1: <laughs> there is a, there's a big difference between, you know, I think you'd, you'd attest to this because I, I do believe you've played some PGA Tour courses um, and, and gotten to see the difference. There's a big difference between teeing it up in a, in a real PGA Tour round and going out and shooting a casual round with the guys. Oh, for sure. I feel like you could pay for two years of straight lessons, and Smiley Kaufman's still gonna let you have it.
0: Oh, for sure. And I would make it towards straight up from the tips. You know, uh, it would just be, and he'd destroy me. And you know, it'd be funny too if we were like mic'd up and he was just bringing the heat. You know, just talking smack to me the whole time. And you know, it would it would really kind of put things into perspective. I think it'd be really fun. Uh, and if we could raise money at the same time, it'd be, it would be great. But I, I, there's a lot of, uh, mending to be doing on those fences to probably get to that point. But I'm, I'm down for it. If smiley, if you're listening to this podcast, let's make it happen.
1: Yeah, I, I know. I mean, I know you've been down to, uh, there's a nice little course down in Alabama, Purcell Farms. I know you've been down there and I know smiley has been out there. Maybe we just need to get them involved and see if, uh, if, see if they'd be willing to host a cool event like that. So well, well, perfect, man. Well, that's awesome. It's, I mean, I can't imagine the amount of stories that you have that we could sit here and go through. I'd love to to be able to kind of continue to discuss those, and, and I want to hear more about them. And so that's that's kind of what I'd like to understand more. Is I'm, I'm excited to be a part of this podcast. I'm excited to get to 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 tee it up with you in our recordings, uh, so to speak. But but I am curious. You know, what what ultimately led to was it was it all the stories that you have to share? Was it the unique experiences? You know, what led to the decision? of, hey, it's time to take PGA memes to the next level, put together a podcast and and you know start recording this thing and pushing it out.
0: Well, I mean, I, I didn't have this from the onslaught, but soon in when, you know, it started getting sizable and I got interviewed by golf digests and stuff, I'm like, this can't be just it. Like at some point, if I'm just posting the same type of jokes over a course of time, there's only so far that can go. And I started to really enjoy it. You know, and I'm like, how can I monetize this? But at the same time, how can I develop a brand? How can I have different verticals of media, if you will? And you know, memes will forever be there and like keep bringing the heat and so forth. But, you know, in Q4 last year, I launched a video series called On the Tee, um, which was also sponsored by Mizzen and Maine. And it was really fun because the idea there was, let's let's interview with some fun questions, pro golfers, caddies or maybe even like influencers or other athletes in sports that love golf, have the same love of golf that we all do. And let's just hear from them. Let's, let's see what, you know, what they have to say and let's, let's bring them into the page. And you know, that, that series went really well. Um, We're going to have other series like that this year, but I just, I just kind of felt that there was more that we could do with telling some of these stories that have happened kind of behind the scenes, some of the different events that, you know, I've been able to go to and that we'll be able to go to once the tour kicks back up here soon, you know, it just gives us a better platform to kind of talk through that stuff. And then as we bring on special guests, which we've already been able to confirm some pretty big names for the pod, you know, it's going to be fun to be able to sit down and ask them some questions, kind of put them on the hot seat, bring some, some of that fun edginess, that humor, you know, to this platform for the audience to see and, you know, bring these guys into a different light that, people don't get to see, um, you know, when you see these players on the course, they're very serious. You know, they're, they're competing for a lot of money. They're, they're competing for FedEx points they're competing for majors, you know, they're competing for history, you know, for, you know, their interviews are very serious as well. So it's, so it's kind of fun to bring them in and just talk to them like they're just like one of the guys, you know, um, and just ask them some off the wall stuff. And I'm really looking forward to that. And hopefully we can, do a good job of it. And hopefully the audience can enjoy that as well.
1: Dude, that sounds awesome. I, I can't wait to see where it goes. I'm excited to be a part of it. Uh Any of the de- the guests that you can give us a sneak preview of who we're going to be hearing from? Or is it is it still under wraps for now?
0: No, I mean, I think we're pretty much lined up to have uh, John Rahm be one of our first guests. So we should oh, be wow, uh, getting... Sick. Yeah, I mean, current world number two. Uh He's got a ton of fun stories, just a down-to-earth guy. Um, I'm excited to get him on and talk a little bit about I want to ask him some questions. He's been on some podcasts recently. A lot of players have for this quarantine stuff, but um, you know, I want to ask him a lot of questions around the Ryder Cup. It was his first Ryder Cup last time. He got to play head to head against Tiger. You know, there's been a lot of talk about the Ryder Cup this year being played without fans, which would be terrible. Um, but you know, just be, it's going to be fun to ask these guys these questions directly and have some fun conversations around it. So. I'm sure we'll get a lot of big names like John that come. And, you know, I don't don't want it to be all just pro golfers as well. Like hopefully we can get the likes of bigger athletes or, public figures that want to come on and talk about golf and just have some fun.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And listen, I I, I'm with you. I totally get the the vibe of not being able to play Ryder cup without fans, but listen, I would take it on TV right now if they'd let me have it. So I, you're right. right. I'm I'm excited, you know, ready to get that thing rolling. Awesome, man. Well, I, you know, I appreciate you sharing with me anything else that we can expect to see coming out of PGA memes in the upcoming year, or the future as, as this podcast continues to kick off.
0: Oh man. We're just gonna try to keep keep having fun. So, you know, as the tour comes back, hopefully we'll be invited to come do some events like we were, like we did in Abu Dhabi, but do it here domestically. Um There's, you know, a good chance we'll be doing that here in Fort Worth at the Charles Schwab, uh, if the schedule continues to be, you know, stick to plan. So that'll be a lot of fun. It'll be the first event back, which everyone will be really excited about. It's really cool. The tour is going to be leading the charge on bringing back prof- uh, professional sports. So that's pretty cool. You know, and you know, just lots of fun stuff. I mean, we're always going to be. You know, moving quick, doing fun things, keeping everybody on their toes. So just be on the lookout for some good stuff. But definitely, we appreciate those that want to subscribe to the podcast. Give us a good rating. Show us some love. Uh, We're going to be growing into this thing for sure. But, you know, Joe and I, you know, you and I will be doing our best to bring some good content and bring some good guests to the show.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you're not already subscribed, like Travis said, go ahead and subscribe, uh, follow PGA memes, Hiss a lot, hack patrol, give them the love and shout out to Mizzen and Maine for making me feel super comfy while hanging out on my couch this week.
0: Absolutely. Well, Hey man, thanks for the the time today. I look forward to the next episode with the guest and get this thing fired off.